All right, summer is finally over, and we're going to quit skipping weeks of the podcast, but we were gone out of town last week. We'll talk about that. We had our fantasy football draft, and that was off the rails, and then we have the NFL. The autumn wind is here as we watch some Thursday night football with our boy Ashley. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown. And we got a special guest. The Harp Attack. The Harp Attack himself. We're actually in his casa. We are in his man cave. And if you had to describe it, Mr. Brown, you're everybody's seen your man cave. What is this one like? Well, I like to mix it up. He's very, very specific. Um, he likes current triple A teams, and that's okay. I mean, <laughs> Man, everyone's got their own. That's not that's not right, uh, It's it, It's fabulous. If you're a Reds fan, it's amazing. There's all kinds of history, tradition. Um, he's got, like, teams back to the 1800s all the way to the current autographs. Um, some 49ers stuff, but I, I can appreciate the baseball nostalgia. Um, so I'm just digging at him because that's what I do as a Braves fan. You got some cool shit, brother. I appreciate it. I'm still excited over that picture on the wall that was in my bedroom. Little Chad the Mark had back in, oh, in yeah. Boca. That so. early early '80s throwback. There's a lot of uh, 1980s in here. Of course, that's I was an '80s baby, same as you guys. All right, so. Not to get off the rails here, but quick question, just on your beloved Cincinnati Reds. What is your favorite logo? Uh, my favorite logo would be of the 1919 Reds team. You like you like the old school. That's correct. Right. Yeah, the Mine's Red stockings. The, uh, 1975. Yeah, the uh, the the guy without the mustache, not Mister Red with the mustache, just the baseball head. That's what I grew up with, and it'll always be my favorite. So, because I think they had, I feel like they had that. They had that during nineteen ninety, right? They had that all the way up until like two thousand five. It feels like two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, I know something like that. But anyway, we don't need to talk about the Reds because they suck ass this year. But the future might be bright. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, our, our listeners, we apologize. Uh, all summer, it's been every other week. And you know what? Uh, we love you guys, but we want to enjoy life too. And uh, enjoying life, uh, we definitely had done this past week. And the reason why we're hanging out with Mr. Harp Attack himself, Ashley, here is because uh, we just had the 23rd annual hardcore football draft. Ashley's been a part of that for four years now, five years. Uh, no, actually, this is my third season. Just third year. See, time flies when you're having fun. And we're going to talk about that. But before we do, uh, we know we have our NFL Stone Cold lead pipe locks of the week coming up and although canadian biggie and turbo tommy's out with us we'll have all that stuff posted ashley's gonna jump in here and give the heart attack uh picks of the week here so the uh the the football season though for us has already started we had college football and on thursdays we usually record our show but where were we at last thursday mr brown we were at the uh the old Heinz Field. What do you call it now? Uh, Cesarean Section so, Stadium. Yeah, something like that. Something, yeah. So, I mean, for the record, though, if we're not doing a show on Thursday, it's because we're at a live sporting event. We're doing so. something cool. But we're still sharing that with you, um, so it's all yeah. good. Um, but we were there, and they broke the all-time Pittsburgh sports record for attendance that night. So it's the backyard brawl. WVU Pitt, uh, they've been playing since the 1890s, the first time they've played in 11 years. And we couldn't miss it. So we went up there, and you just said it was over 70,000, highest attendance ever. Like, that is everything that is right with college football in a nutshell there. So think about this, though. So this wasn't the Dallas Cowboys coming to town. This wasn't, you know, the wasn't Green the Patriots. Packers or the Patriots. In the AFC Championship game. Or franchises. It took the West Virginia Mountaineers 
versus the Pitt Panthers to go 70 and a half K to break this record of Pittsburgh sports. Right. I mean, it was, and as far as environments go, I, I can't say it was the best, but it was the most unique. So I didn't know what to expect because I've never been to a football game of any kind of Pittsburgh. So we go there. We're assuming that WVU is going to be like 50, 50, or maybe even more. And then, it's loud. We're walking up the ramp, and we're like, they're, they're saying, you know, eat shit pit, and then they're chanting, let's go pit. And I'm yeah, like, it's going to be even. Oh, and then was... we get in the stadium, and we are completely outmatched. But like you said, they're coming off of ACC championship, so the pit faithful, they brought it. It depends on where you sat at. Where we sat at, we were overwhelmed. We were surrounded. We were behind the student section, Harp. I mean, it was, it was great seats, but like when it – went off and it was erupted and cha- like you felt the stadium shake yeah our feet were vibrating but if you looked up in the upper deck of the mountaineer sideline that entire upper deck was mountaineer fans but right. but that so if you sat up there you probably thought you took over the stadium but where we sat at like whenever they did sweet caroline on our video it just says let's go pit but if like my buddies sit up there it was eat shit pit like so it just depends on where you're at but man like they brought out who who was there? Tony Dorsett, Kenny Pickett was back. Like, they were all there. Pitt was breaking out the hits, man. They had to do what they could, and it was a great game. It was a heartbreaking game. We're used to that, uh, yeah. But uh, and then you know, for all this conference realignment, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my chest out for a minute and say West Virginia consistently has great TV ratings. So this Thursday night opener was 30% higher in viewership than the year before. So again, you know, don't let us die in a shitty big 12 conference. Somebody come give us a lifeboat. We need it. But uh great experience. Great time. Uh, we went and, uh, Got some uh, gelato at the casino <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, you got to have pizza and gelato at midnight at the casino. Uh, and the, So the casino definitely was overtaken by Mountaineers, right? Oh, yeah. They went there to spend money and drown their sorrows. Yeah, and maybe look for a fight or two. Yeah, there was one dude was fighting any guy I had a pit shirt on. <laughs> Somebody with a Tudor's biscuit. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, this one dude was like Russell Crowe fighting around the world. Like, he was just going around everywhere looking for a pit fan. It started with uh, casino security and ended with uh, Pennsylvania State, State, State Police. Police. <laughs> it was a great and time. And they finally, they finally got him to leave, and he ventured off into the dark darkness of downtown Pittsburgh. It, it just, probably just uh, wandered off in an alley the next day. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Hopefully, he's all right. But uh, officially, football season was here, though. We got to go enjoy it, and. Man, even though it wasn't the outcome we wanted, my God, I had fun, and I missed football. It was amazing. So two takeaways for me. Um, Pitt was ranked around 14th or so coming in. Um, We weren't ranked at all, nor were we expected to be. But Pitt, either we played up to Pitt or Pitt shouldn't be ranked where they are. We we had that game won in typical WVU fashion. Um, We we let them off the hook. We blew it. Hey, they had five returning offensive linemen, and we had – like six sacks in that game. So yeah. I think I think we're better than what we thought we might be. I've got to go see the game next year in Morgantown now. Oh, yes. I want to see the comparison. We've got to go. The backyard brawl in Morgantown. I'll be there. I mean, I, I saw where somebody got arrested in Morgantown because they lit a couch on fire last week. I thought we did that with victories. Yeah, they they did it anyway. So that's in bad taste. That's probably why he got arrested. You can't do it. Whatever. He probably lit it after we got up seven in the fourth. Yeah, he's like, it's over, bitches. And skate, then, skate. Oh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game did. It, it had its moments where basically I was on edge. Uh, my couch was hanging for dear life. It was at the uh, walk to the end of the plank 
where it was getting ready to be loaded into the back of the truck. Uh, as long as you were going to take it outside, that was good. Because you're oh, in the yeah. we're in the basement here. The whole house would go up if you lit it down here. That would so, be good. Hopefully, it'll be uh, another large game for us to maybe uh, overcome an obstacle. And I think it would give a lot of faith to the rest of the fans that might think that we're not quite uh, where they want us to be, so to speak. But it, that was the most surprising and excited I've been to watch a Mountaineer game in a oh, long yeah. time, but even man, though we lost. But speaking of college football fans in general, like they're the most fickle of all fans out there because I feel like they always had the most unrealistic unrealistic expectations. And the opening slate of college football is really solid. You had uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State. Uh, State pretty much his body blowed him to death with the run game. They ended up winning. You yeah, had the uh, North Carolina game. My what was goodness. the final of that? Like 172 it to was, 170? Like yeah, I think it was 70 stupid. to something. Finished in overtime. It was uh, the guy they tried to kick awesome. the onside kick, and the dude ran it back. Like, Absolutely, it was, it was did, all kinds. Did you of get crazy. to see their head coach though dancing with the team afterwards? Are you talking Mac Brown? Yes. Uh, Mac, is it better than Brian Kelly dancing? It's the best thing I've seen all all year. I mean, it's just <laughs> exciting uh, just to see it and see that the team has rallied around their coach to that extent so basically they've just showed him the code but this guy dances better than i have at any point in my lifetime hey, mac brown looks like he's got rhythm <laughs> i'll just give him that brian kelly does not and uh, brian kelly lost to florida state on a last second extra point attempt that was uh that has to suck but uh, how are you, if you're lsu and you brought in brian kelly you're paying all this money and florida state is not what florida state used to be you lose that game how are you feeling if you're the lsu fan base I don't know. I'd be feeling great, though, if I was their old coach. I'm like, hey, well, we you lost farmer Joe. friend? We 17 lost, mil, right? We lost Joe Burrow, so it's time for me to hit the house. Go Tigers. Where is Ed O now? He's watching it with his hot ass. That's right. Girlfriend. He's just laying in the bed. 17 million richer. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. And then you got uh, – what else happened? We had um, Utah went down to the swamp and lost. Uh, they, they was like the West Virginia pit game came down to the last possession. They throw an interception on a second goal with like 30 seconds left. You had the big matchup between Georgia and uh, Oregon on paper. Well, didn't Georgia just steamroll them? Yeah, if Georgia's not, I assume they should be ranked number one now because they absolutely just bitch slapped them. I mean, I kind of felt that one coming, though. Like, yeah. I just felt like Georgia was reloading. But anyway – it's exciting. College football's here. I just I never bet on week one college football games because I feel like they're so damn unpredictable. Isn't Alabama playing Texas? Yeah. Yeah. That's and some jackass gave Texas a number one first place vote in the uh, preseason poll, which Boom. I think it was the coaches poll, so I'm guessing it was probably the Texas coach. But uh they what's the final of that game gonna be? What's the if you had to I don't know what the spread is, but if you had to put the spread, how much is Alabama favored by? 16. Yeah. I, th- I still feel like that might be conservative. Yeah. I was Probably. Before yeah. he said what he was going to say, I was going to say 17. So yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like, I-, I think they win by like four touchdowns. Really? Yeah. I think it's going to be bad. Mm. I think it's going to be real bad. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Is Tom Herman still down there? Is that who's there? I can't remember because Texas isn't relevant anymore. So nobody knows anything about him. But anyway, Let's kind of switch gears here before we get into uh, some NFL talk and whatnot. Uh, Like most people in preparation for the NFL season, we decided to dabble into fantasy sports, right? So hardcore football, Mr. Brown, our our beloved commish, you've been running this league since uh, before the year 2000. And uh, it's been going strong. Hasn't always been for money, but the stakes keep getting higher and higher. We had our fantasy draft 
And I don't know what forty people show up for this thing. I mean, it, it was it was a crowd. Uh, it was and, around forty, I'd say, because we have twelve in the league, and then people bringing those significant others, and then a lot of people just show up and not even just part for the party. Just to see it. And what's great is like other people they'll they'll show up and they're just like, man, y'all's draft takes too long. And but it always takes long, despite and without going into details, like it was probably the most out of hand fantasy draft we ever had. But it still finished in about the same amount of time as it always does. So we do it in person. Nobody's got a laptop or computer out. We do stickers. And so that's part of the problem is people have to sift through. <laughs> and then, like, they're looking for Aaron Rodgers, who got drafted three rounds ago. And uh, they don't know he's not there anymore. So it's it's hilarious to watch. Well, I was uh, approaching the table, you know, where y'all have the, the labels laying. So you got to select. And... I'm watching as the guy that's drafting right before me <laughs> flips through the receiver pal, but he's basically moving them all around. Like, like a, not keeping them in any order, right? No, like a, like a four-year-old in the first time that you're <laughs> playing with the Play-Doh and you're eh, like, I'm going to move like this, this over one. here. I'm gonna, and he literally moved them all around. I'm sitting there like, that's how it gets there every year. But like, we're, we're two and a half minutes into the draft. So, uh, you know, that that's something that never fails. And when it's happening that early, man, it is a little frustrating. Well, so you said this that it was we got done around the same amount of time. I'm gonna speak from personal experience. To me, it was the fastest draft ever because <laughs> I don't remember a half. Of you, you, your last four picks were made by committee, not by you. So it was the quickest draft for me because I, I was about halfway through. I was laying out there on the newly paved driveway. Yes, yeah, so you were. Get up. You were checking out the new blacktop. Yeah, uh, it was. I was doing snow angels in the blacktop. It was a lot better than being on gravel. Uh, I hope the blacktop wasn't still hot. Uh, uh, so. If it was, I didn't feel it. <laughs> the uh, the the general consensus was that it was the most that we've all been around each other and been that that guilty uh, it as was a just, group. Yes, it was, but but safe. Like everybody made it all my right. We were good. And uh, the moral of the story is. Stay away from the hillbilly dirt. Moonshine is bad. Yes. And, and so, you know, I was telling my old man about it. And the first thing he said, there's moonshine. Wasn't there? <laughs> he just knew that moonshine was a part of it. And, you know, how do you have a get together in West by God, Virginia, not have some moonshine? It's just the way it goes. But um, let's, so we had the hillbilly dirt. We had the peach and we had the pina colada. We did, we did, and then you know some other things that maybe we won't go into great detail about. But Libations. I, I will just say that Han Solo kicked my ass. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And if you know, you know. Uh, that's your fault, Harp. Uh, but anyway, the uh, well, we raised the stakes. Uh, Harp, you were the 2020 reigning, defending, undisputed hardcore football champion of the world, and I am now the title holder i get to carry that strap that belt all the way until 2023 but uh it feels good how do you feel now that you don't have the title um yeah it it goes by too fast you kind of wish you'd done a whole lot more uh maybe talked a lot more trash and whatnot but i guess it's still it's having that balance to be a little humble because uh you're right back into the to the fire again Uh, so i think it's that same kind of spirit i would assume that a, a, a real life champion would be, although, you know, fantasies, you're making. No, you're damn right. But, it's like a real life title. This thing is the most prestigious fantasy title in the world. Is it not? Don't tell Chad you should wish you to talk more crap because, you know, he's going to throw the hum- humility out the window. Oh, I, he's just going to be 
balls to the wall crazy. And he don't even care if he finishes 12th like he did. No, because I for 12 months, you can't take it for me. It's mine. And if you don't think I've already worked up some shit and got ready to hit send, you, then you're in denial because I'm bringing it, damn it. And, <laughs> I love and, it. And speaking of bringing it, I feel like we even upped our game on our entrances. So if you guys get a chance, swing over to the YouTube uh, site for We Don't Know Sports. You can find it on Facebook. And but it's tagged on the Facebook page, top of yeah, the top, top there. Because we put the picture up of the group. We always do a group picture. And the, and the group picture did really well. It but blew up. But not everybody saw the video as much. It took us a minute to get it edited in post-production. But basically... Every participant in hardcore football, they get a wrestling style or Tyson Fury style entrance of their liking where they get to pick their song. They're, except for Jake. We just feed Jake. Yeah. But everybody else gets to pick. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Harper, uh, man, you were Wheeler Walker Jr. And the thing is, you know, it's good when you post pictures on your own social media and people say, wow, you look like Wheeler Walker Jr. Like, that's not what you were going for. You hit a home run on that shit, man. It was great. Yeah, it's, you know, it came together pretty nice, especially for uh, flipping characters. You know, previously, I'd won the championship. And my team was Carol, Carol F. and Baskin. Yeah, Carol, but which, you killed Carol Baskins. Yeah. Like, so, so. Carol, basically, yeah, she went to Wayside, and Walker got the belt from her and showed up so for a little I've, intro. I've, but I've seen your entrance look like a hippie flower child and Wheeler Walker Jr., and it's, uh, y- you know what I've learned is that you have range. Yeah. You have range. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you want to just show up and bring, bring it, bring your A game and, and do something memorable, no, no matter what it is. No matter what it is, if it can just stand out for memory's purpose and it's original, you, you it's did. awesome you it's did him. and mr brown and uh canadian biggie uh came out as the we don't know sports uh outsiders uh nwo style how'd you feel with the uh finished result there uh big biggie stole the mic from me first he was supposed to go last but it was fine i mean it was it was okay um because the only thing i was going to say was uh turn it over to uh biggie sexy yeah that would have been great but uh yeah i i, I got a couple people told me that you've worked the camera well uh that you know you got into the camera space with the scott hall yeah. wavy fingers and all that good shit so it was nice i thought i had a good touch the black it. and white was a nice touch yeah i mean I, we don't we don't do things lightweight around here like we go all out like we if if you have to envision it like we have the curtain up uh, we got to get a new pyro guy. That, that didn't work out. That kind of made way. it funny to me. Yeah, it, it made it very humorous, uh, especially the placement of it. Like, <laughs> they, they like threw it over at the crackheads that live down the hill instead of in front yeah. of the entrance ramp. Um, and we got to get a couple guys not to mail it in so much. But, uh, um, you know, I, I did enjoy the fact that I got to come out last this year in my pink uh, dapper suit and uh, take the title. So – that you did great, by the way. I so appreciate that. You, you had the uh, the uh, sweater. What was that like? The leather uh, vest. Yeah, I had with the uh, best in the world best spray the world. painted so they on think it. Think you're going to come out in that, and then you came out in this uh, elaborate pink pink suit. Silk, silk. And you're pink, saying that it's worth suit. more than everybody's house. It is going nuts, and you did you did well. Um, but when we were looking at the group photo, there were some funny ass comments on the page. Um, t- they, first of all, they said. Ashley killed it, obviously, with yep, his character. Absolutely. Drew killed it. Drew was Undertaker. Undertaker. And then everyone was saying how Jake was questioning his life decisions. Well, Jake Jake had a uh, – I think Harper called him out on what he was wearing. What Do you remember what he was wearing at the draft? Whose attire? Uh, Jake's. Uh, Jake had flip-flops, uh, <laughs> probably some cargo shorts. That sounds shorts, right. Shorts and a, a Mountaineer shirt. Uh, well, yeah, what type right. of Mountaineer shirt? Um – 
I mean, it was WVU. It was an old-ass Steve Slayton jersey from 15 oh, years Oh, that's ago. right. It was a number 10 jersey. You're absolutely right. Uh, and, now, here's another thing, which I threw out there, because folks wouldn't see the layers here. they just be like, hey, look at this uh, overweight Ben Roethlisberger stepping up eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, um, now, that was that now, was a little bit well. of history, though, just for you uh, Bengal fans out there. I don't know if you take too kindly of this. This guy's been a Bengal fan since as far as I can remember. We've known each other over 30 years. Anybody, that, unless they're being paid a tremendous amount of money, how could you be a lifetime Bengals fan and go out in public dressed as Ben Roethlisberger? He, and just to let you know, this I, guy lives at 225 Rock Branch, <laughs> Left Fork Road, Third House on the Left. Just kidding. Uh, so I talked to Beaver about that because uh, we're both Bengals fans. And Beaver is like, you don't know how hard it was for me to go buy this jersey. But, you know, he came out to girls. mocking him. He came out to girls by Beastie Boys drinking a beer, eating a hot dog. And Beaver is not the peak specimen of physical fitness you know so he kind of looks like roethlisberger yeah um just imagine that that picture we put up sometimes of the security guy or the cop and it's like oh we found what roethlisberger is doing as a second job that's kind of the build of beaver but uh i it was the one entrance if you go back and watch it i was ready for everybody else like i had something to say because i always MC it right beaver came out and i was just caught off guard i was like He's wearing a Steelers jersey. You didn't he, know what he was going to no, do. No, okay. and he because he kept it a surprise, <laughs> and he's just like, "I left you speechless." I was like, "You kind of did," and and I felt like I feel like I owe him now because I should have done a better job, like letting everybody know that he was, you know, ripping on Roethlisberger like that. But it was a nice job, and he was without a co-owner for the third straight year, so we're glad to see that. Yeah, we're proud of him for that, but Drew clearly put him to bed on his tombstone, so the co-owner's dead Yes, now. the co-owner is dead. So Drew, who came out as the Undertaker, had a tombstone of the uh, former names who have rather relocated or uh, just been dominated so much in the league that they can't participate anymore. Uh, but the son of a bitch put my name on the back of so it. So apparently it's your last year, Chad. This is not my last year, but you know what? If I am going to go I out, I am going to go out on top, damn it. And uh uh, I, I definitely uh, enjoyed everybody's effort on the entrances, and now we just got to top it next year. Well, I don't. We keep getting better every year. We do. What I want to put out there for the page, you know, with Jake, since he won't pick a song and it's feed Jake, and he sings at karaoke every year. Maybe we put up a little graphic with Jake and Marshawn Lance and say who deserves to be fed more. Right. I mean, it, it could be thumbs up or, or Jake or Marshawn. Jake, feed Jake. <laughs> He's been a good boy. And my best friend. <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys, go find the song Feed Jake on YouTube, and you'll find Jake's uh, entrance music. It's great. Uh, all right, I got to take a drink and a deep breath after that because uh, I didn't remember everything from the draft, so uh, I got to process all that because that night still has taken five years off my life. And, uh, man, I was just glad to be part of it. Love you guys. It was a hell of a night. It was awesome. <laughs> I am super excited to talk NFL, but we're going to keep you waiting just one more segment before we get into that because we are winding down the baseball season. And Mr. Brown's Braves, are are you tied now with the Mets? Are you a game and a half, a half game? Tied for first after being uh, down 11 games in uh, June. And it's I tell you what, uh, I'm going to say this for you. It's not that the Mets have fallen apart. They have not. It's that you guys, I think, have the best record since July 1st. June 1st. June 1st. I mean, just uh, absolutely, you know, you're, you're trying to go get that chip again, man. So that's awesome. But we got a, a couple historical things that we're looking at that, you know, I, 
Dude, I was looking at Albert Pujols' numbers, like his career, and, and comparing him. Like, man, like if you look at him with Barry Bonds, like it's not that far apart. It really isn't. And like, it's hard for me to be, you know, admirable of a Cardinal. I'm just going to say that. But man, Pujols is one of those guys that does it the right way. And the fact that he's got this little second wind now, I'm like. Can he come back next year? Uh, I don't think he can catch Bonds. There's no way he's got that much in the tank. But he can pass um, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. He's definitely not coming back. He's definitely not? He's not coming back. There's no way. The biggest question is, is he going to hit 700 down the stretch? There's no way he'd come back. He's not coming back. Man, but like he said, this is not – I'm not coming back no matter how well I do. Uh, It's because it's the trifecta that wants to roll out together. It's Wainwright. It's Yachty. Yachty. And they and, all and three Padres. want to roll into the sunset together. Yeah. And they all three may want to get in the Hall of Fame together. But could you imagine? But there's only going to be one. So I, you're, you're right. It's not going to happen. But could you imagine the story, though, if Pudgels was able to overtake that all-time record? Like, that would be the best thing for baseball because of all the slander around the steroid shit and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, if he can if he can get 700, I, I don't think we'll ever see another guy hit 700. Well, I we all talked about it at the beginning of the season. I don't know if you remember. We all uh, predicted whether he would hit 700 or not. And we all said, hell no. Yeah. Because it ta- it's going to take like 20 home runs or so total. <laughs> um, but he's on, a, he's on a roll and he's crushing left-handed pitching. Oh, yeah. And But now everybody's trying to say, is it stage? Are they just throwing him, grooving him fast? They're in a playoff hunt. No. I mean, like it's they're not like you think a Cubs team is going to just groove him a fastball. No, it's a rivalry. They, no matter if the Cubs they, are in, or that's not. probably the second rivalry behind Yankees Red Sox. You know what I mean in baseball. And and the thing is, if they were out of it, and they were like, if you go back to the home run race with McGuire and so, so like those teams weren't playing for anything. You know what I mean? This this team is going to win the division. They're trying to make the postseason and get a favorable spot. Like they're out there busting their ass. So like they're not trotting him out there on this PR tour. So your prediction: Does he hit seven hundred? I think he does. You think he needs five, right? Uh, he last time I checked, he needed five. That was yes. You, he gets there. You think he's six ninety five? Uh, it's going to be real close. I think he's got I, twenty. I could I could definitely see him hitting that six ninety nine and coming down to the very last day. <sighs> and it's it's a little unusual this year if you've got have noticed. Uh, the final day of the season has generally and traditionally been on a Sunday, and it's on a Wednesday, right in the and, middle of the week. Yeah. And like, it's at the beginning of October, not end of September. Right. Yeah. Well, I forgot. Yeah, with a little bit of delayed start going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> but like, match, we're looking but a little over three weeks. It's 20, it's 25 five. games. It's highly possible. Games I mean, it, either way at this point, and I think back, it was May – Wow, actually, five years ago. So it's been that long since he reached the 600 mark. I was in California, took my son. We went to an Angels game. And, of course, they had it set up in the outfield where he was reaching the monumental thing. And it did occur to me. I thought, man, Pujols is going to end up at 700. Of course, it's easier to say and do because he had already played a lot of seasons at that point. I, I Just to, to go back on his uh... – his early part of his career. Somebody said this the other day, and I don't know if it's 100% true or not, but he said, they said nobody's ever hit over 335 home runs and 100 RBIs in a season except for Pujols. And I was like, that seems uncommon. But, I mean, I don't. maybe that's true. Nah, I, think I would say uh, Cabrera has. You would think. But anyway, he did that the first seven years of his career. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. not 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 just that he did it, but he right. did it to start his career seven times. But He could have went in the Hall of Fame as just a Cardinal a- if he absolutely. retired after that stretch. Because he, so, he almost had 500 home runs there. Like, he was at like four or something. Right. Uh, I mean, 
it's I, I don't think like we talk about Trout being uh, the most dominant player maybe in this generation, and he's starting to tell off a little bit compared to what he was doing. But if you go look at his numbers next to Pools, man, Pools was just a freak. Like it, it's crazy, and um, yeah, it's just I I don't know. I kind of selfishly would like to see another year, but I guess we're not getting it. That'd be nice if we just hit 700, but we'll see. Well, there's uh, nobody that we'll probably see in our lifetime that's going to get to 600 again. Maybe we'll see some 500. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, we'd, we'd have different opinions on who, that. Who, I mean, who, who do you think is going to get there? I believe Trout will get there. You think Trout uh, will get I mean, there? Hell, he smacked one yesterday, smacked one the day before. Uh, it's just what he does. So, And I don't think he's going to have a prolonged uh, uh, period of time where he's continually injured. He has had some injuries. He's the only but, guy uh, that, that can make a run at it. But it's just when he gets in a groove. It's the same as these big home run hitters. Now, the other question, you think 25 years ago. Actually, let's go back 40 years ago. There'd be gentlemen having these same conversations somewhere. Oh, I know. And they, yeah, and they'd say, hey, I, nobody's ever going to do laugh, this. We laugh all the past, time. Yeah, and we're about. past that. So, so I think also, I mean, it's easy too. Let's not... Uh, pass out the big elephant in the room here Aaron Judge when when you hit 55 no. it's so monumental yeah, and and I know I don't know how old the guy is though you'd have to refresh him, what, what, 27 28 no, he's 30 he's 30 years old oh, okay he started when he was 24 and I, I think so he's, he's not a 300 yet I no I think no, he's no, at he like 220 be. or something like that like, me and Drew were looking at that on the way back from Chicago it blew my mind that he's only been playing for six years and he's 30 years old yeah. but he could get the 500 club yeah. right right I'm saying I don't think we'll see anybody get 600 I think 500 yeah. is like the new six or 700 like that, that's gonna I, be I, we'll see it again it I, comes in waves it's kind of like we talk about this all the time man like it like this year I can't think of what they are but every year it's like oh there's a new record in baseball and you're like How's this game that's going on 200 years old and you, you keep coming up with new records all the time? It's kind of insane. But uh, speaking of Judge, is he where, – where's he going to end? Like well, just, that's what I was going to get at. So the record for AL home runs in a season 61 with Maris. Right. He's at 55. Does he break the AL record? Yes. I think he finishes 62 to 64. Okay. I, I'm right there with you. I think the way he's been stroking the ball, like the Yankees are telling off the Judge is just – He's on point. Like he's still he's still mashing. Yeah. The Yankees are struggling to score other than him. Yeah, I think he could hit seven or eight down the stretch here. Yeah, I was gonna say sixty five. Yeah, he's gonna split between Maris and Bonds, and just you know, which is still like a, a hell of a season. And just being being a Yankees record holder on top of that too, not just the AL, but the the fact. Isn't it funny Yankees. that all three AL guys have been Yankees? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I just looked up uh, Judge. His uh, career home runs, for what it's worth, is two hundred thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like it's maybe so five hundred club. It, which yeah, it, it takes a long time. And one thing that's always awesome with baseball is they come up so quick. The totals can accumulate over a period of time for some players, where they might be the eighth, the tenth most powerful hitter of the of the season consistently. And then all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, holy crap. I mean, Jim Tomey hit over 600. Yeah. I wouldn't have seen it coming. But Jim Tomey hit like 30 home runs every year. Sure. Think but, about but you know who else is hitting over 30 every year right now? And we forget about Pete Alonzo. And he's young enough to where maybe, but I mean, it's still so far now away. Just think and about, it's a think discussion. about Judge there for a second. So he's been injured some in his first six seasons, right? So let's say he keeps pace and doesn't hit any more. That would put him around 450-ish, 430 to 450 after 12 seasons. 
That's still, I mean, that's still a hell of yeah. a career. But when you're uh, that, when you're that large, is your yeah. body going to take yeah, the toll of the too. game after a period of time? That's true. And then the other thing, not just judge, but the home runs included. That's what the discussion's been about. Ever since the ballpark started coming in shorter, then the numbers are going to go up. That was made by design, and it started with Miguel Cabrera, which he usually doesn't want people to know. But that's why the walls were set inward, and they have that bullpen out there in left field. All right, so real real quick, I'm gonna give you the top ten active players in home runs. So Pujols, obviously Cabrera, Nelson Cruz, Cabrera is number two at five or six. Nelson Cruz is he still active? I guess yes, still kind of playing. Four fifty nine. Juan Carlos Stanton is fourth at 371. He's uh, 32 years old. Mike Trout at significantly 30. farther than Judge, and he's only two years older. Yeah. Trout has got uh, 342. He's 30. Joey Votto's got 342. He's 38. Robinson Cano, uh, I guess he's still technically active. Uh, no, he's done. <laughs> they got him on here. 335. Heaven um, Longoria is on there. Justin Upton's on there. Paul Goldschmidt at 34 years old at 315. Like, I, who who do you want me to look? I like you got to put your stock on like Soto or somebody like that to get there. Yeah, he's had he's had a struggling season this year, but it's that consistent. But you got to pick a young guy and and hopefully that they're going to be over three fifty by the time they turn twenty seven or twenty eight and just see what happens. But it's it's crazy. Like as much home runs is part of the game now. Like you get more home runs now than ever, but yet you still. I have these guys are just light years away from these all-time records. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All I know is Vinny Pasquantino next year, <laughs> top five. Top five on it's Vinny just a, Yeah, just out of nowhere. You heard it here from the Harp Attack himself. Vinny. <laughs> hey, Mr. Brown, have you seen the news all day? Queen Elizabeth died. She's 96 years old. What's that have to do anything, bud? It's football nine you are in America. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the British. 1776, damn it. We don't give a shit. It's here for football season now, right? That's what we got to talk about. So we're getting ready to play some music. We're going to hit our NFL films. We love it. Uh, it gets the blood going. You feel the goosebumps. You feel the autumn wind. But just real quick, starting off, Harp, you can chime in here because we did this and put it on the page earlier. I just want to go over NFL division predictions. We didn't get into wild card or anything like that, so we're just sticking with NFL divisions. We all pick the Bills, and we don't know sports to win. You just, I'm in. You're in with that. All right. Yeah. Uh, how about we were split 50-50. Two went with the Chiefs, two went with the Chargers. Uh, I went with Denver Broncos. Ooh. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, it's kind of like a Cinderella twist, but I honestly believe that the teams had a lot of core components in there. And when you take a good veteran like Russell Wilson and you take a quarterback that has been facing those teams in the NFC West regularly, I think that he'll be up for the challenge. I just have a feeling the cards are going to go their way. Damn, that was a hell of an analysis right there, Harp. That, that, uh, that was good. I, damn. Well, I mean, you've, you've, got such great, <laughs> you've got such great receivers there that truly it, it, they're going to hit the map. They're going to be no okay. commodity. I like you know it. I, mean, I like how you're practicing. How many teams in that division make the playoffs? Ouch. No, that's tough. At least three, right? It, it could be two. That's tough. I think at least um, three. It, it's, it, it could. And it, that's the nice thing. It could be any of those could have a Screw combination. Screw it. Put all four in. And have a chance. <laughs> but but uh, we know it just doesn't work that way. But easily two of those teams will nail it. All right. So I, I like how you're practicing. You're getting ready for your lone wolves here in a little bit. But we're going to save it for right now. How about the uh, AFC North? We, we're split again. Bengals and Ravens. That's real. That is a challenge. I think people um, forget how banged up the Ravens were last year. Yeah. And uh, what's that non-existent team, the the team up there near the – uh, The mistake the, by the, the lake. The, 
the brown brown the browns, browns the brown browns. um well i i'd i'd still have to go with the Bengals. I think the defensive okay. elements they have together when they're on point, I mean, that's who stepped up and got them there last year. And we already know the offensive weapons are there. But what I'm saying, even if those offensive weapons aren't consistent, I think the defense will still carry them by in that division. All right, so we all picked the Colts for the AFC South, except for Mr. Brown, who went with the, the Tennessee t- Tannehill Titans. Can you explain that one? I just love Derrick Henry. I mean – He's a man child, and I'm not sold on Matt Ryan. I just don't. I've seen him enough, and I, he's burnt <laughs> me enough in fantasy. I don't like it. Okay, right, well, who do you got for the AFC South? Yeah, that'd be the Colts. Okay, so we're we're in line there. We all I get Mr. Brown going out on a limb here. We all picked the Eagles in the NFC East, but he went with them boys. Woo. Why? Why not? That's true. Why not? They got to win eventually. Let's <laughs> just keep. Put money on them every year. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, you're gonna be right. <laughs> Squirrel gets nut every now and then. Right. And, and plus, it's boring I, if we keep yeah, picking the same. I still think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to accomplish and get it done in that division. Uh, I honestly think that the the Commanders will finish ahead of Dallas for what it's worth really? as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, collectively, people don't know it, but all of the major components and weapons, at least uh, statistic wise, on the Cowboys last year underperformed and did less as they did the previous season. I see that trend continuing. Sorry, Little D. Hey, that's all right. I, you're, I, I buy that probably more than I do than winning the division. So we'll see what happens, though. Uh, we all had the the Rams out west. You're a Niners fan, Harp. You, you go with the Rams. Are they going to win the division, or you got faith in the young man? No, I'll, I'll always have faith in my team, especially this year. Uh, the weapons we have, I mean, especially on the all- – can't say just offense. We have masterful weapons on both sides of the field who've continually showed what they can do. All right, don't dodge a question. Who's winning the division? The 49ers. It's just like that. Yeah, Better coach. Go. Homer alert. Better All team. Right. That's the first homer alert of the season right That's there. Right. All right, how about uh, the – we're split on this one, uh, the, the North and the NFC, Packers or Vikings, or do you have uh, someone else? Uh, I'm going with Minnesota this season. And see, I'm just not sold on the Vikings, man. But they got new coaching. We'll see what happens. Uh, last but not least, the uh, NFC South. We all went Bucks, except for uh, Turbo Tommy went Saints. Harp, who you got? Um, yeah, I would still think Tampa Bay would edge that out. The Brady factor still exists, unfortunately. Okay, all right. So you feeling loose? You feeling good? Oh yeah. All right. That was that was just a little warm up. That was just getting started because now it is time. To hit the music. It is week one in the NFL, and it is time for us to bring back our Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. And Mr. Brown, tell everybody, remind the audience just how damn good your year last year went. So you all can shit all over my picks for the division, and that's fine. I'm the baseball guy, and I still finished on the front page of Pick Watch beat Maurice Jones Drew, among other experts and air quotes here. I'm, I'm here for the real deal. I got my check mark from the beginning, and I'm coming to wreak havoc on all the so-called experts out there. I need, to, I need to pull up the list because you keep breaking on uh, MJD for some reason. You did finish ahead of him, but you finished ahead of like – Because I was mad about his Raiders tenure, okay? Uh, okay, because there's like 300 other sports writers in the nation that you beat. I mean, you, you beat uh, Gary Davenport from Bleacher Report, who I, you know, I was talking to about Pick Watch, and he's the one that helped us get our blue check mark. Uh, right. But uh, 
There is uh, there was a lot of people you beat. There was only nine people that finished ahead of you across the nation. Yeah, and uh, the whole to, world to make it the entire the whole universe. Get it right. Uh, the at least the galaxy. Uh, so <laughs> the the thing that's interesting about our picks is we do them typically on Thursday nights. So the spread will change. Yeah, we Crazy. don't we don't jump back in on Sunday morning and change these things. There are gonna be injuries. There are gonna be a, so we're probably even better than where that's at. But Biggie finished in the top 50. I finished in the top 100. Uh, we're looking to run it back. We all had a, a winning record last year. Not to mention Turbo Tommy came in midway through and he hung with me yeah. every step of the way. So he's he's got the check mark now. So we'll see how he rates up, but. Harp Attack, you're going to be our guest picker this week, and we're going to roll right into it. So we're going to start with tonight's game just to get it out of the way. We've already posted our results on social media, so people can't say we're not uh, jumping on this in a timely manner. But you got the Thursday night opener with the Buffalo Bills trying to circle the wagons in L.A. The Rams at home uh, are giving two and a half up to the Bills. So, uh, you know, I took the Rams, Mr. Brown, you took the Bills along with everybody else. So here's what happened. I originally had the Rams, all right? But what, first of all, what a matchup to start the season Great matchup. With. And they, they know that your Bengals is crap. They, they they want the darling Bills in there and the defending Super Bowl champion for our kickoff game. But here's the thing. I had the Rams, but then the biggest storyline that no one's talking about right now in the NFL is Matt Stafford's shoulder. It's elbow, not good. Elbow, elbow. Sorry, elbow. But – no one's talking about it. So to me, we're gonna find out. With Josh Allen and everything else, the Rock's here in attendance. You know, Ooh, there he is. We got Jim it. Kelly's here. I gotta go with Buffalo. I think the, the hype is real. All right. So we're gonna cover. We're gonna win. Harp. Final decision after taking a look at all of it. They're both outstanding teams. We know the weapons, but I think the Von Miller switching to the Bills from the Rams is the final straw needed. On top of Josh Allen. Jumping upon that steed and heading to the house <laughs> for a win for Buffalo Bills. So we have our first lone wolf of the season. I'm on LA. I'm on the Rams. I don't even know what a Ram sounds like. I something along the lines of that. So we got that one pick down, but now it's time to get to the rest of the game. Just gentlemen. make the sound of that goat you got in your backyard. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> Ah, uh, damn goats. Sometimes they just go, ah, like Howard Dean. Uh, all right, so let's try to keep our composure. We got to get through these picks. The Nolan Saints are on the road into the ATL. Narlins, Mr. Brown, start us off. They are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going Nolans. I, I like the weapons there. They got Landry. They got Michael Thomas coming back. I believe Kamara's healthy. We'll see. I don't know. But I feel like uh, Mr. Crab Legs is going to rebound this year. <laughs> we got to love the Crab Legs. I'm also going with Nolans because I was just there this summer, and I'm going to give him some of that Chad the Mark Karma, just like hardcore football got this past year. Harp, who you got? We play in the liners. This is the line five and a half. You got to pick against We ain't doing no pick up, pick them up straight here. Like, you got to go against the spread like a real man. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead with the New Orleans. All right, so we're across the board there. So that makes sense. We're all lying there. Uh, nobody's really believing in the Mariota Falcons yet anyway, so we'll see how that one goes. But we're going to let you go last on this one again because we got Harper's San Francisco 49ers where they are a two-point road favorite. I'm sorry, seven-point road favorite against the Bears in Chicago. 
So, Mr. Brown, who you got? I think this is an easy one. I have no faith whatsoever in the Bears, even though it's a home. I think the Niners win by 10, at least. See, I uh, I hate early season touchdown spreads because the NFL, there's so many games that are under seven that are decided by, but the Niners are uh, going to – they're going to – this is the game they've prepared that young man for all offseason. They're going to come in there. They're going to take the Bears to the woodshed. Uh, so they're covering the spread. Sweep the leg, decapitate the head. Sweep the legs. So are you also taking the Niners to cover? Absolutely. You can't pick against your bet your life on it. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> that, hey, that comes out this week, doesn't it? Cobra Kai? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Can't what? wait. Yes. Already? Yeah. No, no New Year's this year. We're going right into it. In this the, in news September. is pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I get to go with my squad. I'll pick last on this one. The Bengals open at home against the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. The Bengals are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite, Mr. Brown. I'm taking the Steelers on the spread here. I feel like Trubisky is a mobile quarterback, something from the likes they haven't seen in two decades. <laughs> no gravy pouring out when he gets sacked. No. Um, I feel like that they're going to keep it close. I feel like the Bengals win, but I think it's on the last second field goal. Okay, so, I mean, written division game could be closed. Harp, what do you got? I think the game's going to be really tight. And when it comes down to it, I think Pittsburgh will cover it. I mean, yeah, I went back and forth with this one. Uh, so, last year, Harp, if, if you don't know, our listeners will know that I consistently picked against the Bengals every single week because it was just the karma. Didn't pick them to lose. I just never picked them to cover the spread. It actually worked out pretty good for my Bengals. Made it all the way to the Super Bowl. But it's a new year, and I just can't do that. I hate these damn Steelers, and I'm not that big of a believer in Trubisky, although I do think it's an upgrade from uh, Gravy Leg. So we'll see how it goes. But, man, that place is going to be hyped. We know the Bengals are ready to go. They're already trying to fight the Rams in the offseason here. So give me the Bengals to cover at home. They're going to win by at least a touchdown. Who they? Who they? Who they think going to beat them Bengals? Nobody. Now. So that's what you get. All right, let's move on. The Eagles on the road to Detroit. The fighting, biting kneecaps with Matt Campbell at the helm. So the Eagles on the road, four-point favorite. Uh, I love what I love the Eagles in this game. They're going to escape with a few broken kneecaps, but I think they're going to cover the spread. Yeah, I, I agree. This is an easy spread for they win by a touchdown. I'm conflicted after watching the HBO series. Uh, Don't let Hard Knocks. It's Um, it's scripted. But it makes me – it has the heartstrings, but my heartstrings will be crushed by the Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles. All right, so we're across the board on the Eagles there. I I have a a good theory on this next game, and uh, Mr. Uh, Canadian Biggie's own New England Patriots start the year on the road going down to South Florida where Miami is a three-point home favorite. Mr. Brown. Well, well, I thought I know. picked the Patriots. Apparently, you, I, I have it as the Patriots here, but you can change. Uh, I, I'm going with uh, I'm going with New England here because I'm not I'm not sold on two at all. I got to see some more resume there before I have any faith at all on the Dolphins. The fact is, you I know you got Tyreek, but. Hey, you can't even throw the damn ball to him as fast as he can run. Hey, all I'm taking is the Dolphins to cover at home because New England can't ever win in Miami when it's before the middle of October. It's always too hot. They're not used to it. They get destroyed. That Miami heat is what beats them, not necessarily to uh, the Dolphins consistently win at home against New England, so I got them covered. Uh, I'm going to go with with Chad the mark on this because uh, 
the Dolphins at home have so many weapons. I just don't think the Patriots have what it takes to keep up. Mm. Be honest, they always lock down on one player, which we know it's going to be Tyreek Hill. Yep, but that means Jalen Waddle will be open for a field day. Yeah, maybe that's what happens, off. Mr. Brown. You are a lone Patriot wolf. What the hell does a Patriot do? I don't know. Tucks his tail and runs. This game's gonna be huge. Huge. It's not that type of Patriot. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move on I'm to the storm the capital, Marlago. <laughs> Huge, but uh, we just lost a listener over there. Oh, probably. Sorry. All right, so the Ravens on the road to New York, the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. The Ravens are a seven-point road favorite. I think this is an easy one. Um, I love Zach Wilson, mom, mother, mom, but I love Cougar. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Ravens, man, they're going to roll with the Jets. They got something. And Lamar's got something to prove. This is Lamar's last the, year was a rookie contract. contract. Uh, so. Yeah, they, the Jets suck, man. They just suck. I, I'd like to know what they were against the spread. I don't have that uh, with me here, but I just wonder how shitty they were I'm last honestly year. shocked it's not more than this. Yeah. So, seven uh, points. I don't know. Hammer that seven all day. What you got, Hart? I, I think I'd probably take the Jets. With You're going to take the Jets to cover? Or they're at home, correct? They are at home. They're at home. They still have a different defensive coach. It's his second year. Uh, I just have a feeling that they may may be able to do it. I mean, you've got you've got Bateman. Is he going to step out and be a wide receiver one, or is he just going to be another dude? And then it's the Mark Andrews show and the Basque of Mitfits led by Mike Davis. Well, I mean, I, I yeah. How many Jets are? How many Jets got? Or in other fancy. words, fuck you, Baltimore. <laughs> Okay, so there we go. Is that your own wolf? Can you give us a jet noise or something? Can- Hell yeah, I like that. I like it. That might have been a propeller plane, but I'll take it. All right. That's fitting for the jet. It is. That's right. about what they are. They're on a puddle jumper right now. Small Cessna. <laughs> single, single engine. Uh, how about the uh, Jaguars going into nation's capital, going to Washington, playing the emails, where the emails – are a uh, I got him as a ooh, this line's two moved a half. bunch two and a half now they're a two and a half point home favorite against the Jags I took the Jags in this one I don't really know why the nation split 50-50 I'm going with the Jags because I think both of you are going to go with the uh, emails so I'm going to make up ground here yeah I, I took the emails just because I just I don't know I can't believe in the Jags right now I feel like Trevor Lawrence getting uh, Urban Meyer being out of the picture I feel like it's a chance to actually like he's got to be 30% better already yeah, he's right? going to be better just with the, without the, with the subtraction of Urban Meyer but like we're going to miss all those Urban Meyer stories it was the gift that kids will give him for our page man Harp who you got uh, I think I'm going to go for the I'm going to take Jacksonville. Taking Jacksonville. I, yeah, I like it. I mean, I think the running game in, in Washington is just an absolute, as messy as the the politics are there. It's just a joke. Uh, I still don't want to call them by their name. That's just me. It's just weird. Well, we haven't said it yet. If we you're a commander, you've actually got to be ah, You said it, damn it. You can't say it. We call them the emails. The Washington emails. Oh, well, they right. suck. They were once the hogs, baby, so give me my lone wolf. There's a big-ass hog upstairs here. Uh, I don't know where she's at now, but well, people are probably not going to know what that means. But that's literal, actually. I'm not being figurative. Yeah, I'm uh, all right, so the next uh, next game on the docket. Man, what a story. The Cleveland Browns going in to Carolina. Baker going for revenge. This is a straight pick 'em. 
There is no spread on this game. That shows you how bad Baker is. Like, he's still talking shit about the Browns. They'll probably win, but it's going to be a dog shit of a game. Probably. It's something nobody's going to want to watch. I mean, I'm gonna, I want to watch. the quarterback it. for the Browns? Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. It's going to be so bad. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> number gotta, seven. Are you saying Carolina wins over? There. Okay. So all I got to do is win by one. Yeah. And you cover. Uh, I also have Carolina. Yeah, Carolina all day here. Too many weapons. Just give me the Baker Mayfield revenge story. Even if it's just for week one and then it doesn't matter the rest of the year, Does just give me plant that. like the, the Panthers flag? What's his own field? Yeah, so, so that's all right. Yeah, he can do that. Again. I think he gets injured before halftime. Oh. Ah. ah. Well, Darnold's out for the year, too. Sorry he? for all you losers that drafted him in <laughs> fantasy this year. I don't think that was anybody. Nobody in our league drafted him. <laughs> they know better. It's because it's hardcore football. Who's their third string? Chris Winkie? It's probably Chris Winkie. It might be Steve Berline. Chris Everett. Chris Everett. (laughs) Call me Chris one more time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is an interesting team. We get a a real split decision here on how people feel about Matt Ryan on the Indianapolis Colts, but they're going into Houston with Mr. Neck at the helm, and uh, Houston at home is a seven-point dog. Colts are favored by seven. Yeah, I'm going to take the fighting Frank Wrights. Is he still there? Uh, yes, the fighting Frank I'm going to take Wrights. them to cover. Hmm. Harper, you got it. Yeah, I think the Colts will win by three touchdowns. Ah, so, you know, I, oh, I got Houston covered. I don't think they win the game, but it's going to be an early season game, and Houston always has that capability in the division games to play halfway decent. So, uh, I don't know the words, but uh, deep in the heart of Texas. That's what I get from my lone wolf. But I can't believe – I want to change that. Can I change that? No, you just said that. Damn it. I already said it. All right. Locked in. Locked in. Man, that one hurts. Um, damn. Oh, when I picked, I got locked in. Never mind. It was eight and a half at one point. My God. What a spread. All right. The G-G-G-G, man, going into Mr. Brown's division-winning Tennessee Titans. Uh, where the Titans at home, I got them at five and a half. Yeah, of course the division division winning Titans are going to cover. I mean, this is this is an easy one. I would have taken it. I also have them easily covering at five and a half. I think this will be a massacre. It's possible, and it's going to happen. What's going to right? Uh, I think the Derrick Henry machine will just be too much for. <laughs> I thought Danny Dimes was going to save the day. Pitiful Giants. I just dropped him this morning. Whoever drafted him while I was. <laughs> Passed out in the asphalt. You needed a backup quarterback. No, I don't. <laughs> We're like, we're going to show him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another divisional matchup. Uh, this one uh, I love. And we're at a tight spread on this one. The Packers on the road to the Minnesota Vikings. And it is a one-and-a-half point spread in favor of the Packers. Here's the funny thing. I picked the Packers to win the division. But I feel like the Vikings win and cover this game. I have nothing to add. I'm 100% the same just because the Vikings are at home. And I think the Vikings will be a 500 team. I think the Packers are going to be a couple games better. Uh, the, the Vikings are more likely to lose the teams they shouldn't than the Packers will. And I think that's going to be that. that's the difference. Are you, you going to align with that or you got something different, Harp? No, I'm actually going with Green Bay. Even though I think Minnesota will win the division ultimately, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out with a lot of extra zest in the tank. I mean, after his last uh, defeat of last season, not throwing a touchdown pass at home in the playoffs, I think he's going to let the beast out once again. All right, so you are a lone wolf there. Let me hear a go, Pat, go or something. 
Oh, cheese. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> oh, just like Polly Shore would say. Uh, how about uh, the Kansas City chefs on the road to Glendale, Arizona? Kyler Murray with a brand new contract and a brand new copy of Call of Duty. The Chiefs are a six-point favorite on the road. I feel like uh, Mahomes has a lot to prove this year, not just because I got him in fantasy, but he lost Tyreek. He's got Juju. I don't know what Juju's going to do, but I feel like he's going to make any receiver look decent, and the Chiefs will roll in this one and beat the muscle midget. All right, so we're going to see if we get a lone wolf because I'm going in the other direction. I got Collar Calamari and the uh, MVP Calamari. MVP Calamari, not really. Uh, that's Biggie's thing, not mine. Don't don't put that. Don't put that on me, Ricky Bad Bobby. Juju. Uh, so uh, I, I just think uh, the cards uh, w- will keep it close. So they're not going to win. It's at home, man. That's a big spread for a, a playoff team from last playoffs. year. Playoffs. So uh, I have the cards covering, but the Chiefs winning. Um, I, same. I have the Cardinals. Uh, covering but i don't believe they're gonna uh get the win yeah so you just did this so you could do the damn chop ah, go ahead and hit us with your lone wolf uh, 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 uh. Yeah. i'm glad they're allowed to do it but we're not damn it yeah you gotta be more progressive like the midwest right yes <laughs> so uh, how about your i still want to say oakland but it's the vegas raiders where they're again open up with a divisional matchup against everybody's darling the Chargers, and uh they are in la not in san diego so uh the chargers at home three and a half point favorite let's not forget there's gonna be more raiders fans in la than there's gonna be chargers fans so essentially it's a home game for the raiders so Raiders are going to come out. They're going to punch them in the mouth. They're going to see that Fresno State connection between Carr and Devontae <laughs> Adams. who put up 50 touchdowns in his last season in college with him. They're going to roll. The Raiders are going to win by 10. By 10. 10. 10. 10. I, I uh, wish I could go in the other direction, but uh, I'll save the Raiders. I just, I'm just i not as high on the, the Chargers as everybody else. They lost a couple pieces off that defense, and Herbert's probably going to be one of your best fantasy players ever. But uh, I just think the Raiders are a little better. A little better than the Chargers. I'm going to disagree with you. What? Because I think Austin Eckler, he reminds me of he's the miniature version of the ball bull. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> We're going with the Chargers. Uh, Mike Williams all day long. I mean, you had some awesome sound effects in there, but I, I still want a, uh, a lone wolf for the Chargers. Can you do an Arnold impression at all? You can do a Go Chargers Go like Arnold. Go Chargers Go. Who's your daddy, Chargers? <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> Who's your daddy and what does he do? Okay. Your daddy's not the Raiders. <laughs> it's not. I just like how he adds the extra syllable in California, too. California. All right. Uh, we got the... Uh, Time for the football. <laughs> I think that was the Sunday night game, if I'm mistaken. Don't they do two Monday night games in week one? Uh, I'm not sure. But we got Tampa on the road to Dallas. That's the matchup of last year's uh, Thursday night opener. The Cowboys at home are giving up two and a half to the Bucks. Oh, I have the Cowboys that's, on here. That's confidence right there. But I'm going to change it to what? the Bucks. You're changing it? One Bucks. You're going to change it? Yeah. All right. Sorry, Chad. That's all right. That's why we're doing it tonight. So I also have the Bucks. Uh, I, just, I think uh, Dallas is going to be in shootouts all year. They're not going to be able to stop anybody. And uh, 
I'm, I'm hoping in one of my leagues that pays off for Dak Prescott getting a lot of fantasy points. Is it too late to change my division winner? No. no. I already posted that on social media. All right, All right, so it ain't happened. But they can still win the division after losing to the Bucs. But yeah. I, I think I think Tampa – Tom Brady's rested. He had all that time off. He's not rusty. He's, he's, he's 50 years line. old. He's used to this. He's old hat. So the Bucks go. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks as well. I'm also taking their coach getting fired by week eight. Sorry, Cowboys. All right, so we almost have a lone Cowboy, but he's a terrible he coach. Changed. He sucks. Ugh. Yeah. All right, the last game as we round out our week one NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. Harp, it's been a pleasure having you here tonight, sir. It's been fun, but we got one more, and you were real high on this team, the Denver Broncos. They are on the road. Russell Wilson gets to revisit the city that loves him, but now they don't have him no more. The Seahawks at home are a six-and-a-half point dog. Uh, Mr. Brown, who covers? Like, I thought his prediction with the Broncos was just insanity. But in this game, it could have been a 10-point spread, and I would have still went Denver because the quarterback play with Seattle was so bad. It's a train wreck in Seattle. Geno Smith is the starting quarterback. I think that they're going to contend with Houston for the worst team in the NFL. They probably will. And, and the Bears. And, uh, I, think I think the Bears two are worse better. than the Bears. I, I, yeah, I think they're that bad. Like, this, the Jaguars will probably be better than the Seahawks. I agree with that. Yeah. Are you, yeah, that's that's tough. Pretty close. So, Maybe the Browns. It just depends on yeah, how. Yeah, the Browns. I hope it's they're the gonna Browns. Be I hope the Browns are the worst. I would love for Geno Smith to have like a Kurt Warner style story after being ten years in the league and being washed up to actually have a decent season. But let's be real, it's not going to happen. Not against that division and those defenses. Broncos. Russell Wilson goes in, and man, it just sounds weird to say Broncos. Russell Wilson, but they're going to wipe. The no ball. one's taking the sea chickens. Nobody's taking the sea chickens. You're not taking the sea chickens, right? No. No. So, <laughs> hell no. Yeah, hell to the nah. Same thing. I hope their coach is gone by week three. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the week one NFL Stone Cold Left Pipe Locks of the Week. And don't you forget my change to the Bucks, sir. Uh, you, if you put it on the site, I will change It's it. on the site. P- and Pick Watch doesn't lie. Make sure you follow us on Pick Watch. Follow us on social media. You'll see our grid of our picks. And uh, we'll see if we can maintain that presence at the top of the food chain like we know we deserve to be. But, uh, man, I'm just glad football is back, baby. Now let's watch some Thursday night foosball. Whew, I'm trying to catch my breath after all that fun NFL talk. But, you know, we, we've been in and out of doing shows every other week. And, Harp, uh, we didn't go together, but a couple weeks ago, one of the reasons we didn't have a show is we went to wrestling in Charleston here. Uh, AEW came to town, and they just had their all-out pay-per-view in Chicago, and CM Punk uh, won the world title they have. But there's a lot of other shit going on. So what have you kind of heard or seen? A whole like, lot. Um, a whole lot. It, yeah, and unfortunately, I mean – Things have moved to a streaming world. I didn't get to keep up with uh, AEW's show. I missed the pay per view, but it was uh, a solid show. It was yeah, a solid it, show. Was a, a, a it was just a holiday weekend. Spent some time with my son, but anyhow, I did get to catch up. So I just happened to pull up on YouTube and started to dive in. But like, hey, I wonder what's going on with AEW? Just get a a, a, a gander here, and I see the picture <laughs> of um, CM Punk the and, press and, conference, right? Absolutely. I, I see. I'm like, what's this? I I didn't know. I didn't know wrestling had press conferences. Yeah. So, like, 
AEW does apparently, and I guess it started off where uh, this guy who was there, uh, CM Punk, asked him if he was a journalist, and the guy said, yeah, and he goes, are you sure you're just not a friend of, he said his real name, but Colt Cabana, and for the the story behind that is Colt Cabana is CM Punk's friend yeah, back Scott in something. the day. I can't think of his yeah, last name. Scott Colton. Yeah, Scott um, Colton. And uh, he went on his podcast when he left WWE back in the day, and then Colt Cabana got sued, and CM Punk didn't want to help pay for it and all that stuff, because there's a lot of slander and libel. So anyway, yeah. they've been at odds since then, and they both work for AEW. So there's been some back and forth stuff about Punk going into business for himself, opening his mouth, but so has uh, some other wrestlers. But ultimately, what ended up happening uh, after the show? Well, it, it seemed a little chaotic from from my understanding. Um, and of course, he had already had words with, with uh, some of the other wrestlers. Yeah, Adam like Hangman uh, Page. Yep. Hangman Page uh, had, and, and they said he had been fighting stiff. Uh, and I've heard this from a couple different folks. I also listened to a little bit of what Jim Cornette had to say on oh, Facebook. You can't listen to that jackass. Yeah. Well, he's so it, full of himself. Hey, it's just one opinion. It's just another opinion, but I like his from time to time. I do want to go to a Dairy Queen of Jim Cornette one time. That would be, or was it Wendy's? Where'd he go that one time? I don't know, but it better uh, not be the Scott Depot Dairy Queen because you'll get bull rushed in that so, place. Well, somebody will drive through the front door of the car. Yeah. <laughs> not careful. But 600 it, so, pound man and a Kia Soul. <laughs> The key of soul is probably lighter than the man. But, but yeah, so they, the, anyway, the, the, the show went total, totally ape. Yeah. So apparently um, you, it, it sounds like you've got just a whole lot of out of control personas. Yes. And I think that the egos are clashing so hard about pecking order. It's yep. pecking order. Yep. And one of the dumbest and, things about AEW is some of their EVPs are wrestlers. Like that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm starting to think, too. And then it's that percentage for true wrestling fans. Um, you know, I've been doing a, been a wrestling fan most of my life. Younger folks, generations are still learning. I don't know if even it's good examples for them to see this, even <laughs> if it is a play. Right. Like, yeah, right, that's the thing at this point, whether it's a work or a shoot at this point, it don't look good either way. But I guess my question, just to wrap up our show here tonight is, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Is this just really exorbitant storytelling that they're going out of their way to try to get you interested? Or do these guys legit hate each other and they fought in the back? Uh, crazy as it is right now with saying that they could be offering out suspensions and a couple of them have had their faces removed off the banners. Yep. Um, I honestly am in the, I don't know. I truly don't know. And it's not a bad thing. Uh, because it's getting publicity. Yeah. And so, hell, I mean, it, it, it caught my attention. So on the show on the show Wednesday, they did an announcement. And all they did was they said they stripped the titles off of them. Uh, but they never said why or anything like that. They didn't say they were suspended. But like you said, they scrubbed them off of all the merchandise, the show signature when it comes on, like all that. Well, there. did they get rid of the, the brand new six-man tag team tournament belts? They just gave it to uh, Death Triangle. They just won it on the show last night, um, the the Lucha Brothers and uh, the Bastard Pack. Well, so, it, 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 you, know what, you know what they're lacking? They need a new age Sergeant Slaughter. Where's he at? You got to <laughs> have some type of guy with a little bit so, of a fork. And a big ass chin. Got your pukes. Yeah, because it's just it just seems it's lacking that little bit of an element because I don't know who's going to come out on top, but it just seems awfully bad. And of course, CM Punk is the center point of all of this being that it just follows him, doesn't it? it, it it's starting to be that way. And I really like the guy. It's hard uh, to not like him when he's doing his thing and he's in the zone. But 
I still want to come see wrestling to right. see some just jaw-punching, drag-out wrestlers. Right. And that's why I think John Moxley, to me, he's the guy that should be carrying the torch always for that. Well, he did. He's one of He many. made a locker room-type speech on the show, so he's kind of stepping up. He was supposed to take some time off, and now he stood up and uh, he tried to put that on – Put the company on his back, so to speak. So we'll see how it goes. But if anything, it's it's got everybody talking about it, even if it's for the right or wrong reasons. Uh, what did Eric Bischoff always say? Is there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Like it's just uh, that's a fact, and it's kind of funny you mention that because controversy Bi- creates cash. Bischoff's name came up in that uh, media shoot the other night. Of course it did. Yeah, it's just wonderful. But uh, I'm excited for what the future holds. There's just so much talent there that you just really hope that they'll get it together and do the right thing. Because a lot of the fans that were fleeting away from WWE obviously did that because they liked what was going on in AEW. And if they drop the ball on this, it's the worst time to do it, it since Vince McMahon just rolled out. Uh, so Yeah, Triple H is uh, jumping on and, and trying to step on their throat, so to speak. But, uh, hey, we appreciate uh, everyone listening to the podcast here tonight. We, we took you through baseball, through football, through college, through fantasy drafts, through wrestling. Like, you get a little bit of everything when you listen to the show. So if you're not a regular listener, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you want to find us. We're going to be there. You can find us on YouTube. And don't forget our social media presence. Mr. Brown, uh, what, what's our – annual reach right now every 30 days how many people we getting in contact with 32.6 million 32.6 million in the uh we don't know sports universe out there so we we love each and every one of you thank you for sharing out the content on a regular basis tell somebody about the show and how we might bring you on sometime just like we might even show up at your house like we did the harps house here tonight it was a good time right absolutely We'll do it again sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks again for letting us invade your ears. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and we will see you next week because NFL is back, and we will be doing our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football games, and bye-bye.